The New England Patriots are bringing the boom back to Foxborough, but what kind of coach will Dante Hightower make? Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Don't forget, Locked On Patriots is not only a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, but also free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button, download and follow wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. Reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on X at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some social media love to Locked On Patriots, please follow our account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And folks, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. And folks, it has been an eventful day, an eventful week in Patriots Nation. A lot of new faces on the coaching staff, few new faces in the front office. And yeah, there's even a game to be played this weekend. I know, folks, it's not quite the same without your New England Patriots in it. But Super Bowl 58 kicks off on Sunday evening between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. There's a lot to unpack, a lot to break down. And here today to help me do it all, my good friend, Thomas Murphy. Thank you for coming to me in friendship today, Don Murph. Oh, happy to be here, Michael. Happy to be here. What 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 better way to begin and start and uh, begin the week and start the weekend than talking a little Patriots with you, my friend? Absolutely. And Murph, we are going to talk about the new coaches. We are going to talk about the new front office. We're even going to give our thoughts on Super Bowl 58 and giving our thoughts on the game also includes Murph's Monster Keys. That's right. You've missed them. We've all missed them out there, but he's bringing them today. And folks, you are not going to want to miss this. Monster Keys to victory in Super Bowl 58. Who does Murph think is going to come away with the victory? I'm going to let him tell you that in just a bit. But where could we even think to start? But with the man who for 10 seasons was a mainstay for the New England Patriots defense, Less than one year removed from officially retiring from the NFL, Dante Hightower is reportedly returning to the New England Patriots. Only this time he's returning on the sidelines. Hightower is going to be the linebacker's coach under Gerard Mayo. Murph, I don't even think I need to really prod you in terms of your thoughts on this, but just your reaction to Dante Hightower's return. I think it's phenomenal, and I think this is a great hire for the New England Patriots. So do I. Zeus returns to Mount Olympus. This is fantastic. Mm. You know, half of me, half of me, if if I was a pizza, half of me would be excitement. The other half would be trepidation, Um, (laughs) you know, but, but there's, you know, definitely extra excitement in this hire. Um, Gerard Mayo kept his word about um, bringing back more, um, more former players to be around this organization, to, to get this organization pointed in the right direction in the coaching, uh, in a coaching direction. A year ago, 
um, he was asked uh, whether or not he thought when, when Dante uh, announced his retirement, yeah, it was just a year ago, folks, um, yeah. that uh, whether or not he thought Dante Hightower would be a good um, a good coach. And our good friend, Bern uh, Bushmaster, uh, pointed this out in an article that he did this afternoon over at Pat's Pulpit. And, uh, and, and Mayo had said something to the effect that, you know, I do think that he'd be a good coach uh, someday at this level, at any level. But when I get a chance to run my own ship, we'll we'll we, we'll try to make that happen. And mm-hmm. uh, and he did. And uh, and no, I love this. And if, if there is somebody that that commands respect um, in Patriots Nation, in the locker room, in meeting rooms, it's Dante Hightower. This is a man that that could have had a much greater career than he did. But you know it. Part of it, part of what made him great, also held him back. His 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 career was cut short by injuries, and um, you know, if he had taken days off, if he had, you know, just skipped this game against you know uh, the Jets in Week Four and healed up just a little bit, uh, his resume would be even deeper than it is, and it's it's pretty damn deep. All right, yeah. I, you you can go down and and you can go down and talk about um, you know uh different players that missed the Super Bowl and possibly, um, you know, kept Tom Brady from winning his seventh here. Uh, Dante Hightower not being on the field in a couple of Super Bowls is is probably a reason that Tom doesn't have eight rings right now. His statistical resume is nothing to sneeze at. It got 134 regular season and playoff games combined, yeah. 650 combined tackles, 30 sacks, six fumble recoveries, two interceptions at the linebacker position. Those are very good numbers, and it speaks very well to the type of coach that Dante Hightower is going to make because let's not forget, Murph, that for everything he did on the field, and I know Patriots fans are going to be replaying that Super Bowl 51 tackle on Matt Ryan a lot this weekend, (laughs) and they should. It's Super Bowl time, folks. It's the perfect time to bring it out. One of the great plays that you'll ever see in Super Bowl history and Patriots history without a doubt, but the thing that I think really earned him this spot is that green dot that adorned the back oh, of yeah. his helmet for so many years, acting as the on-field director of traffic, I like to say, out there, making sure everyone is in their proper place, yep. relaying the information from the coaches to the players, not knowing just how to relay that information, but also be, being able to do so using a pseudo shorthand that's only used on the football field that only his teammates are going to be able to pick up. Dante Hightower is an extremely intelligent football player, and I think it's going to make him an extremely intelligent coach. Murph hit the nail right on the head. The respect that he's going to command day one in that huddle from guys he's played with, and even from those he hasn't played with, to me, I think this is an ideal hand-in-glove fit. If Gerard Mayo was looking for continuity, and folks, we're going to be talking about continuity later on in the show today with the rehiring of Mike Pellegrino and Brian Belichick, This is really a way of the Patriots kind of getting the band back together again without going full-on band back together. I couldn't be happier with this hire, not just from a personal standpoint, Murph. You and I hold Dante in such a high regard as a person, also as a player, but logistically, this is such a good fit for them as well. Right, exactly. You know, on on and off the field, in the... uh, in the locker room, the, the swagger that he brings with three Super Bowl rings and just his attitude about the game. This is a man that loves football. Absolutely. Just loves football like few other people on the planet. Um, if Tom Brady, um, if you could put Tom Brady in a linebacker's uh, body, 
-hmm. he would be down to Hightown. Mm, absolutely, folks. And again, that type of respect you command the minute you walk into the coach's room, Tom Brady obviously had it in the quarterback's room. That guy right. walks into any room and automatically is going to command the respect of anyone that's there. Dante is going to do that. Well, this was a four-time team captain selected right. by his teammates, folks. So while he was playing here, guys held him in very high regard. You're already seeing guys like Juwan Bentley, Jelani Tavai tweeting out and really happy to see Dante Hightower back in that Patriots coaching room and on the sidelines at Gillette Stadium. And I keep coming back to this and something always stuck in my head about Dante Hightower potentially becoming a coach in this league. Even before Gerard Mayo had said what he had said earlier this year about Dante Hightower making a great coach. I think back to a Zoom conference when we had the opportunity to speak to Bill Belichick last year. They were talking about people like Juwan Bentley and Jelani Tavai and linebackers that had taken their skills and elevated them to a new level because of the high football IQ they bring to the field and their leadership abilities, that intrinsic leadership. Yep. And Bill Belichick said, I quote, it's a stretch to compare almost anybody to Dante Hightower. Right. You're talking about one of the best linebackers that's ever played here. Bill Belichick coached arguably the greatest linebacker to ever put on shoulder pads right. in Lawrence Taylor. You know the high regard he holds him. To make a comment like that about Dante Hightower when he's had several, and I mean several, talented, high-level playing linebackers oh, yeah. in his arsenal throughout the years, that reverence that Bill Belichick spoke of Dante Hightower with is something that really does not happen often, no. and it's something that is very, very well-deserved. Anyone worried about this hire, go back to that quote. That should tell you all you need to know from someone who knows a thing or two about coaching and about right. linebackers. <laughs> on the on on the biggest stages, under the brightest lights, uh, Dante Hightower stepped up like few other people that I've ever seen play this game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we all talk about uh, the Butler did it. Uh, the Butler <laughs> wasn't able to do it if Dante Hightower hadn't made a stop the play before then mm. and made the uh, Very good the point. Seattle Seahawks think twice about running the ball mm. uh, a second time at the goal line. And believe me, that, that was in the back of everybody's head that day on that sideline as to what's the easiest way to get into the end zone. And, you know, Pete Carroll thought throwing the ball was, and, you know, the Butler did do it. But he wasn't going to do it without Dante. But Murph, there's still a lot to cover today. We haven't even scratched the surface yet right. of the Patriots changes because as we all know, folks, Murph loves to discuss those big round men up front. And we're going to do that, folks, in just a moment because Murph is going to share his thoughts on the new Patriots O-line coach, Scott Peters. We're even going to talk about the secondary solidarity with Brian Belichick and Mike Pellegrino coming back. And we're also going to preview Super Bowl 58 with Murph's Monster Keys. Folks, you want to stick around. You don't want to miss it. Keep it right here on Locked On Patriots, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. 
Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as quarter one 2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC, is a registered broker-dealer. Murph, one of the hires that the Patriots made this week was to the offensive line. Yep. Uh, one of the moves that they made, uh, we had originally talked last week about the possibility of the Patriots hiring Andy Dickerson from the Seattle Seahawks. A lot of people right. thought that was a logical move. They pivot and they go with Scott Peters of the Cleveland Browns. Spent the last four years coaching in Cleveland. He assisted Bill Callahan, which definitely yep. speaks well of his resume. Uh, also serving under Alex Van Pelt. Your original Murph, when you look at this, because you see things us mere mortals don't see when it comes to those big round men up front and the offensive line, your thoughts to this hire, good or bad for the Patriots, what does it mean moving forward? I think it's good for the Patriots, and I think this kid is a comer. He's he's mm. somebody that's definitely moving up the uh, the ladder, as we should say, as to guys to watch. And the Patriots got in on this early. I think it's fantastic. I think he comes from, um, you know, a, a – a, a place of familiarity with Van Pelt and with Wolf, you know, it, it's becoming the Wolf Pack here in uh, in <laughs> Foxborough, guys. It's 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 Wolfboro, um, and uh, and no, I I think it's a fantastic hire that he has. Like I said, not only familiarity with the front office with his head coach, but in a a myriad of blocking schemes that that he has run throughout uh his career i'm telling you right now you're going to see a lot more outside zone stuff yeah murph you're right on the money and i think all of the moves that the patriots have made on the offensive side of the ball have supported that tc mccartney and the system that he coached under under kyle shanahan i know yep. kyle shanahan is using a little bit of a different more diverse style right. now. now bottom line folks murph is absolutely right this does zero in on that outside zone concept and this is something that scott peters is very adept to being able to coach in right. his first season in cleveland you see guys like jack conklin you see guys like Joel Batonio, Wyatt Teller, earn yep. honors, earn, uh, you know, all pro honors. Jack Conklin was a first team all pro in Scott's first year in Cleveland. Yep. Batonio, Teller, they earned second team honors. The Browns also ranked third in the league in rushing before finishing first in 2021 with a 5.09 average mark. Mm -hmm. That's pretty good, folks, when you're looking at teams that need to be able to establish the run to really ignite their offense. This guy knows how to coach an O-line to do that. Yep. That was the highest average by a Browns team since 1966. So you want to talk about giving this team a little shot in the arm. Scott Peters is capable of doing it. Um, I like the fact that he is a former player. I mean, I know yep. Adrian Clem was as well, but I love the fact that this guy was a former fourth rounder and he's played for multiple teams. Right. Murph, you've got guys on this roster like City So, like Antonio Mafi, that yep. are not coming from the top echelon of, you know, a first round pedigree type pick. Right. I understand Cole Strange was not 
Um, he wasn't projected as a first rounder, but no. he's got that first round cachet. He's a first rounder for better yep. or for worse. That's where he was chosen. If the Patriots do go offensive line early in this draft, Joe Alt, folks, uh, he's going to have that pedigree. But guys like Mafi, guys like so. Even a Connor McDermott, if you want to have him hang around and be a, a role player here, uh, someone that can come in, they're going to need someone that they can relate to. And I think Scott Peters can relate to these guys and show them that you can be an impact player no matter where you were drafted because you're an important part of this line. The line is only as good as its weakest link. Right. And you never want to be that guy. So I think this gives him an opportunity to really speak and communicate with these players the way maybe some have not been able to do since Dante Scarnecchia. Uh, and that really, I think, gives him a leg up on the competition. And before we take our leave from Peters, I did want to drop this tidbit because I found this fascinating. Or if you know, I'm a big Cobra Kai fan. I'm a big Karate Kid fan. Yeah. Um, not that this correlates in any way, folks, but Scott Peters has an extensive martial arts background. I'm not sure if you knew about two Brazilian jiu-jitsu world championships in submission grappling. Yeah. Um, these are techniques that he uses to coach the team, folks. Yeah. So this is something that I really do believe could help this team in the trenches and maybe give them a little bit, more, you know, maybe give them a little more toughness, maybe give them some technique to win some of those battles down below. Um Joe Kim, Patriots' longtime skill development coach, also uses martial arts to be able yep. to coach. That could be a budding relationship to watch. I'm really curious yeah. to find out if these two guys spend a lot of time on the field together during OTA, during minicamp, and during training camp. I'll be keeping my sharp eye out in Foxborough for this one in the spring. Bring Andre Tippett back. You know, we'll get him <laughs> coaching. You know, Andre Tippett was was huge into jujitsu and karate when mm. when he was playing back in the day. And you all know how well that worked out for him. So, yeah, start classes. We got room. The offensive line right now is going to have a new direction. The yep. offense as a whole is going to have a new direction. But I think the Patriots are also being smart here when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, right. Murph, because they're opting for continuity. As you can see on the screen, folks, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm calling it secondary solidarity because the Patriots are maintaining status quo in that defensive backfield. Murph and I are going to explain why that's a good thing in bringing back Brian Belichick and Mike Pellegrino when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Locked on listeners, are you the kind of drivers that like to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Well, our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and for great escapes. Their class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant, and you can call on it for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan doesn't stop there. Oh, no, folks. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room up to eight. It also has an expansive cargo capacity and an advanced available 4x4 capability. With 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing capability, when adventure calls, the Pathfinder is there to answer. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. ShopNissanUSA.com.
Pats fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots and spending part of your weekend, part of your Super Bowl weekend, absorbing the wisdom and counsel of yours truly, but most importantly, our guest today, the Don of Locked On Patriots, the legendary Thomas Murphy, joining me. Murph, in the previous segment, we talked about the Patriots' offensive line and the changes it may mean for the Pats on the field. But we all know that this defense last year, Murph, played at a very high level. The Patriots, I think, made a smart move promoting Demarcus Covington to defensive coordinator. Murph, you and I have talked about this. You've been very vocal. This is the move you wanted to see from the beginning, and I think the Patriots did a great job here. Gerard Mayo obviously is the head coach now, but he's always going to have his eye on the defense. That's where he played. That's his specialty, his expertise. He's going to have his hand in that. But you and I were a little bit concerned about the secondary, especially when Stephen Belichick left this team to accept the defensive coordinator post at the University of Washington. They didn't have that guy in the defensive backfield that could coach from top to bottom, that had the ability to have that secondary learn their coverages and be able to support what the front seven was doing. Right. That has to meld together into a complete unit, folks, in order for the defense to be successful. I think the Patriots have taken a big step in maintaining that continuity, that secondary solidarity that I've mentioned on today's placard, in not only retaining Brian Belichick, but also Mike Pellegrino. Both Pellegrino and Belichick have worked together for a number of years. Uh, I think they've had good success individually, good success as a team. They both work well with Mayo. Why is this so significant for the Patriots to maintain continuity in their defensive backfield? Um. The name of the game on, on that side of the ball is, is um, once again, all three phases working together. Okay, now, we, we as we talked about earlier with, with uh, Belichick leaving to go to college, we, we worried about that because he was, he was the conduit. He was the go-to, you know, between the defensive line, between the linebackers, between the, the, the defensive backs. He melded everything together. He brought, he made sure everybody was on the same page. But bringing Pellegrino back, who who I was afraid was going to follow Belichick out mm. there to the West Coast, um, is is uh, a par- is paramount in this. Uh, a lot of the guys on defense are going to be coming back. They are going to spend money to keep this unit together because, quite frankly, it's a great unit. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's a, this is a great unit, even with everything that they went through last year. You know, you you can you could talk about the um, you can talk about the 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 different issues that that hit this team. You know, um, Jack Jones, J.C. Jackson. You know, it, it's they're they're all issues that 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 Pellegrino and 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 Steve you know worked their way through and kept this and and injuries with Gonzalez and um and kept this unit as one of the top in the NFL, you know, not just in the conference, not just in the division, but in the entire NFL. And having that familiarity when these guys walk back into the room mm-hmm. and not sit there and say, I mean, you, we, we've all sit, we've all been in, in school and you, you sit there and you watch a substitute teacher walk in, you don't, you don't, or somebody that's going to be there for a while, you don't know what's going to hit you in the face. Well, with, mm-hmm. with coaching, that's a huge thing. And uh, the, having this familiarity, having having guys that, that, that they recognize when they walk into the room, or knowing that these guys are there, guys that they're familiar with, guys that they know how to work with, mm-hmm. okay, guys that they, they, they know that, that, that are there 
in their best interest and to put them in the best position to win is is just it, it it's a fantastic feeling it is and for a group especially like the cornerbacks that went through so much upheaval last right. season and let's face it Murph it was not the easiest of no. years for the New England Patriots cornerback room um Christian Gonzalez goes down with a torn yep. labrum Jack Jones, that situation did not work out. He ends up being released, and he right. goes elsewhere. J.C. Jackson comes in, plays reasonably well. I don't want to say very well because yeah. he struggled at times. Yep. And then, obviously, the way the season ended for him was not ideal. It wasn't no. the greatest of circumstances for him. And bottom line, I think there is also concern about his ability to rebound and come back this year. Yeah. There's that $14 million in cap savings that the Patriots can create by releasing him. So. Yep. That could definitely come into Sorry. play as well. So now you're looking at a cornerback room that may be dealing with even more upheaval coming into this uh, season yep. here in New England. But having a solid voice, having a steady voice at the helm to guide this team is definitely big. And it's something that is important for this team as well. And let's face it. I mean, Mike Pellegrino was a very good X's and O's coach, too. It's right. not just about the calming effect that he has on his players. This cornerback group, with everything that we just mentioned and they went through, still only allowed 6.6 .6 yards per pass attempt last year, 19 total touchdowns through the air. That's not bad, considering what they had to go through. Uh, that type of continuity is important, and you're seeing it on the safety side as well with Brian Belichick coming back. I talked about this a little bit yesterday here on Locked On Patriots. Even though there were difficulties that the Patriots had had at times with the cornerbacks and the upheaval that they went through, Brian Belichick always kept that safeties group steady. In three of the four seasons that Brian has been here as the safeties coach, the Patriots have finished among the NFL's top three in interceptions. That tells you that there's a lot of continuity that needs to happen. And again, you're looking at guys that may be coming and going. Devin McCourty is now two years removed from retirement. Kyle Duggar, as much as we want right. to bring him back, may be on his way out. Adrian Phillips, unfortunately, could be on his way out as yep. well. So, Jabril Peppers is going to be relied upon to be that rock, that solid presence for the Patriots. Um, bringing back Brian Belichick is definitely smart. And it is. he absorbs his brother's wisdom and counsel as well. And someone that can coach from top to bottom, that has experience with the front seven and the secondaries, he's going to impart a lot of that to Brian. And I think Brian took a lot of notes these last few years uh, under his brother's tutelage as well. So. Good move for the Patriots, I think, all the way around to bring back both these guys. I do. Right now, uh, when you look at this coaching staff, Mike Pellegrino has been here over a decade. He came here in, in uh, 2015, almost a mm -hmm. decade, I'm sorry. And, and um, Belichick joined the joined the staff in 2016. These are the two most senior um, coaches on, on uh, Gerard Mayo's staff. They mm -hmm. have more They have more experience than any other coach on this team. And having this stability, showing that 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 uh, this franchise can retain these kind of coaches mm -hmm. and not have them uh, book off to greener pastures or you know maybe somewhere for a couple of bucks more is uh, is a good sign. It, mm -hmm. it, it shows it shows stability in the franchise and it shows uh, quite quite frankly a um, a good head on uh, on the Wolf's uh, shoulders.
Absolutely. Very good point on those guys being long tenured here in New England. You know, played big roles in the Patriots Super Bowl winning teams for Super Bowl 51. Right. I mentioned that yesterday with Brian Belichick and all the work that he did with schemes and, you know, watching film and things of that nature. Uh, that was really a big move for him. And of course, uh, Mike Pellegrino being an integral part of the uh, the Patriots winning Super Bowl 53 against the Los Angeles Rams. Right. He also helped coach Stephon Gilmore to a defensive player of the year campaign uh, in 2019 as well, the year he was promoted to cornerbacks coach. So yep. these guys know how to work with viable talent and they know how to win. They've been in winning environments, Super Bowl winning environments. They know what it takes to get to that level. Rings. Folks, the Pats are not close to that right now, but they're aspiring to get there. And it's guys like this, coaches like this that know yep. and have been there before that are going to help you get back to prominence. So, yeah, pushing the right buttons, Murph, in Foxborough. And uh, I are. think so far this coaching staff is impressive, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do on the field. But as I just alluded to, Unfortunately, they are not close to contending for a Super Bowl title. And Murph, it is Super Bowl weekend. It just doesn't hit the same way it used to, but that doesn't mean we can't forge some monster keys. That's right. Our green king of sting, our monster master of disaster himself, has crafted the monster keys. This is going to be a lot of fun. I cannot wait for Murph to share these. It sounds interesting. I'm going to let him roll with the ball in just a moment when this episode of the Lockdown Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Lockdown listeners, there is no better time than right now to use Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. In fact, they're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. And here's one, folks, you're really going to love. Prize picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half, and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So don't delay, do it today. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use the code LockedOnNFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, for a first deposit match up to $100. That's a first deposit match up to $100, by going to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL. Prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Patriots fans, thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots and spending part of your Super Bowl weekend here on the pod. And once again, there is a football game to be played on Sunday. The Kansas City Chiefs were the champions of the American Football Conference. The San Francisco 49ers, champions of the National Football Conference. They will do battle at Allegiant Stadium in Paradise, Nevada, Las Vegas, as these two teams lock horns in Super Bowl 58. The Chiefs find themselves in similar position to what the Patriots used to go through. This is now becoming old hat for them. Kansas City's been to the Super Bowl for the last five seasons. Yep and are looking to bring home their third Super Bowl title 
in four seasons. But this is not exactly a David and Goliath story either, Murph. The Niners have been a force the past few years. They've been to four of the NFC Championship games during the same span that Kansas City was getting to the Super Bowl. The Niners have reached the Super Bowl only twice, though, the first time being a loss to the Chiefs in the 2019 campaign. Yep. So, Murph, there is a game to be played, and there are monster keys to be cut. And Murph, right. being the benevolent individual that he is, even though the Patriots are not playing in this game, he still managed to cut a set of monster keys that are going to be interesting. I'm not going to tip your hand one way or another. I'm going to give you the opportunity to reveal your monster keys to victory for either the Chiefs or the Niners, depending on which way you're leaning. I think I know which way you're leaning, but I'm going to give you the opportunity you to think? roll that out. I don't want to steal your thunder. What are your monster keys to victory for the winning team? Well, yeah, my monster keys are all based on on barbecue in Kansas City. What the Niners are going to have to do is, you know, take a take a page right out of the Belichickian book. Okay, what what they need to do is go and get after Patty Mahomes, get him off his spot. I, I you know, these these breakdown plays, be damned. Um, getting getting to Patrick Mahomes and getting him on the ground is paramount to them winning this game. And I think that the uh, that the the Niners have the. Um, the ability and the personnel to be able to do that. Um, it, it begins and ends there and getting to Patrick Mahomes. Secondly, on that, that side of the ball is somebody body up Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. All right. That's it. That's all you have to do to stop Travis Kelsey is body him up. When he does catch the ball, he's catching the ball and he's going to the ground. We are not talking about a yak master here. This is not the this is not the 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 prototypical um, Gronkian type of I'm going to drag six defenders on my back into the end zone. All right, the, the, those numbers just aren't there because he's not that kind of player. And I'm not taking anything away from him. He's a fantastic receiver. He's just not a tight end. But what you have to do is body <laughs> him up at the line of scrimmage, get him out of rhythm with um with Patty Mahomes, and, and not allow him to find that soft underbelly, that soft spot in the uh, in the defense, in your uh, zone coverages, and mm -hmm. allow him to move the chains, all right? On the offensive side of the ball, this is a Christian McCaffrey type of game. Absolutely. Right? Christian McCaffrey has to go off. For the, um, for the 49ers to win this game, at the end of the day, Christian McCaffrey has to be the MVP of this Super Bowl. If the Niners can turn that key, it's going to get them a lot further to victory on Sunday and giving themselves uh, one of their own rings. Yeah, without question. That's a very, very good point. And, you know, I think conventional wisdom always tells you that in order for the Niners to be able to get after this, in order for the Niners to be able to win this game, that they have to use that front pressure. Guys like Nick right. Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Chase right. Young, Eric Armstead. That's a hell of a front seven. It is. You're automatically going to think, pressure Patrick Mahomes. Put him under pressure constantly. The numbers for San Francisco's pressure defense, folks, are not exactly overwhelming. No. I want to credit Matt Verderam at Sports Illustrated for compiling these and kind of putting them into a I nice know. little neat package. San Francisco tied for seventh with 48 sacks, 17th in pressure rate at 21%, and the 49ers also finished 27th in a hurry rate of 5.4%. Right. 
Right. Getting near Patrick Mahomes is not enough, folks. That's no. not going to stop him. You're not going to be able to just pressure him and think that that's going to be enough. The you Niners have, to, have to, exactly, they have to get home, and they also have to get creative. They have to try to draw out uh, Kansas City offensive line and those Kansas City receivers, get them to make mistakes, force them into being the architect of their own disaster. That's, that's what the Patriots did for so many years against so many teams. And we're seeing the Chiefs do it. And Steve Spagnuolo has been very good about allowing his defense to bait teams into doing stupid things. Um, And uh, that worked a lot this year, (laughs) believe it or not. Um, But this is where Steve Wilkes has to come out in terms of the defensive game plan against Patrick Mahomes. Because we know Steve Wilkes loves to play single high zone. That's where he's at his most comfortable. You keep everything in front of you before you rally and get to the tackle. Patrick Mahomes is very good at being able to get through zone defenses. We've right. seen him do it time after time. But if there is an area where where the 49ers defense does shine above the rest, it's limiting big plays. Right. San Francisco permits only 9.6 yards per reception. That was the best in football this year. The flip side to that is that's where the Chiefs are vulnerable. They rank 24th in the league, 10.4 yards per catch, mostly because they just don't have anyone else other no, than Rasheed Rice no or... Travis Kelsey that can get the ball. So if San Francisco can keep Rice and Kelsey from torching its zones and and they do a good job of tackling, just like Murph said, then yeah, I think they have a puncher's chance in this one. This to me could be the essence of the game. San Francisco plays their game and they play the way they're capable of playing and the way they tackle that type of zone scheme could mean the difference between victory or defeat. And, and it, it, circles around to to on the offensive side of the ball for San Francisco is Brock Purdy. Um, mm-hmm. Brock Purdy needs to put together four quarters of football. He's not yeah. going to get away with playing a good half. That's that's not going to happen. Okay. Yeah. If he comes out gangbusters and and you know this team this Kansas City team can as we've seen it time and time again erase 14, 18 point deficits in minutes. Mm. Okay, if not seconds, and you can't do that. True, Mahomes doesn't have the the weapons uh, that he's had in the past that have been able to do this. But no, the the San Francisco 49ers are going to have to play four quarters of football. Unfortunately, Kansas City is not going to have to play four quarters of football to be able to win this game. At the end, though, I think this is going to be a much lower scoring game than uh, a lot of people are predicting. I'm predicting, you know, go ahead and take San Francisco and take the under. I think at the end of this this game, it's going to be a 24 to 17 victory for San Francisco. Yeah, I think that's a very interesting point, and I'm glad that you made that, and especially when it comes to Purdy, because Purdy right now is going to have to erase a trend that could be a problem in this game yep. for him, and that's making bad throws. He ranked 21st in the league this year, folks, with 16.3% of his throws being considered bad throws. That's he it. cannot have those Hit in this the game. open man. That's Absolutely. the only pass that you should be throwing this, this right. Sunday is to the open man. You know, on the other side of the ball, when we're talking about pressure, on uh, on Kansas City, on Patrick Mahomes, it's it's not just dragging him to the ground, but make him get rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. Okay, make him throw those passes out of bounds where nobody can get them, and hopefully he chosses one over across the middle that you're able to pick. Win the turnover battle, get to Patrick Mahomes, allow Christian McCaffrey to be the number one option, to be the MVP at the end of the day. 
Yeah, absolutely. 49ers are hoping to keep the Kansas City Chiefs on their heels. Christian McCaffrey has to be yep. that option. And if you're the Chiefs, you cannot afford to let Christian McCaffrey get into space. No. He can take advantage of that Chiefs defense that is not so great when it comes to allowing no. yards per catch. They allowed 4.5 yards per catch, tied for 24th in the league. This is an area where Kyle Shanahan is definitely going to go on the attack. But if you're the Chiefs, you want to take him down on first contact. If McCaffrey is able to get into Good space... Luck. His ability will allow him to dictate the tempo of this game. The words of, in the words of Thomas Edward Patrick Brady, I would rather be MVP of the Super Bowl than the MVP of the NFL. Mm, absolutely, no. because it means you're holding Wear that, that trophy. Christian. Wear that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It means you're holding that trophy at the end, folks. And again, I understand Super Bowl weekend is a bittersweet time for all of us out here in Patriots Nation. It's not the same. Somebody we all have again. images. Exactly. We all have images of Tom Brady hoisting Lombardi trophies right. and Bill Belichick standing on the dais. Folks, unfortunately, those days have passed us by here in New England, hopefully right. to return in short order. But for the time being, there is a nemesis of Patriots Nation that is playing this weekend, and for better or for worse, and I mean this with every amount of respect possible for the Kansas City Chiefs and the amazing organization and great players they have there, it definitely is fun to root against the favorite. Yep. And that's why Murph and I are going with the underdog in the San Francisco 49ers in this one. So on that note, I thank my good friend, the Don here on Locked On Patriots, the counter Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy, for joining us here today and especially for lending his monster keys to Super Bowl 58. Murph, what can I say? You're always there for the handoff. You're going to be there again with me on Monday to answer all of our everydayers great questions when it comes to Mailbag Monday. But in the meantime, please enlighten our listeners where they can reach out to you and what you may have cooking in Murph's kitchen over the weekend. You can check me out on X at TMurf207. Of course, this weekend, uh, it's Super Bowl weekend, so I will be doing uh, sausage and peppers. I will be doing mm. uh, I will be doing um, a, a lovely stuffed shells. And uh, and there will be a smorgasbord of, of cheese and crackers and, and anything else. They, chips and dips. There's no chains and whips in this house, but there's chips and dips. And, uh, and it, that's it. I, I'm just going to enjoy the weekend. I'm spending the weekend in the kitchen, cooking, getting ready for Sunday, and a, a little Yukon victory tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely, folks. You know what? Definitely. And, uh, you know, Murph will be available on open table. He'll have seatings available all day long. So check that to be able to go in and to uh, sample his smorgasbord that he's having over in the great state of Connecticut. But no, all kidding aside, it's always my honor, always my privilege no. to share the microphone with you each and every week here on Locked On Patriots. Not only do you help me open up the mailbag, and folks, these are heavy mailbags that are being oh. submitted here to Locked On Patriots. Murph does it, but you close the week in style, and you can't ask for any more than that. And, folks, we will continue our coverage here next week on the pod. But in the meantime, on behalf of my good friend Thomas Murphy, I'm Mike DeBade reminding you all to stay safe, to stay well, and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great weekend. Enjoy Super Bowl 58. Don't forget to turn those monster keys, and we'll see you back here again on hashtag Mailbag Monday right here on Locked on Patriot.